Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad that you're here. Tonight, we're going to be discussing something that many people have a general idea what it is. Maybe some of you have not heard about it, but it's very important to understand what complex PTSD actually is, how you know if you have suffered from it, or maybe you have some components of it. And once you recognize it, aside from getting out of the relationship, causing it, how do you fix it within yourself? What can you do? So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And I hope that it will resonate with you because sometimes we just put off not actually recognizing that there have been things that have happened to us that have significant impact on our whole life. And yet we play them down. We don't think about them very much. And this is an opportunity for us to really look at them and see what has happened to you, maybe what is happening to you, and what is causing within you. So we're going to have a really good look at that. If you're new to Save Your Sanity podcast, I'm delighted you're here and you found me. And if you're returning, I'm glad you found value and wanted to come back. Please always feel free to invite your friends to come along. And if you find value here, I invite you to support the podcast at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Just a small donation monthly or occasionally really helps to get the word out and defray the cost. So patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. And as always, if you find something of interest and you want to talk to me about it, you can go to forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationship, H-E-L-P.com. That's my website. For Relationship Help is also the name of my YouTube channel. So you can go there, subscribe, hit the notification button. You'll always know when there are new videos. So let's talk now about complex PTSD. And sometimes I prefer to think about it as complex PTSS because it's a disorder in our life, but it's more of a syndrome. It's a bunch of things that happen and create certain conditions in our body. So whichever way you want to think about it, understanding it becomes very important because as they call it, CPTSD, it's a condition where you experience some of the symptoms of what you know of as PTSD, but along with others. And what those others may have in common with PTSD or may be separate to CPTSD are quite a few. For instance, difficulty controlling your emotions or feeling angry or distrustful toward the world in general, and maybe people too. Uh, constant feelings of emptiness or hopelessness, 
or feeling as if you're permanently damaged and worthless, that nothing could solve that problem for you, or feeling as if you're just so different from other people and nobody can understand what's happened to you because maybe you can't even get in touch with it yourself. Maybe you also avoid friendships and relationships or you find them very difficult and you wonder why. You know, you can see relationships around you and yet you don't feel as though you can engage in them. Or you might start to daydream a lot or kind of take yourself out of a situation and bring yourself back to earth with a start. Or maybe you'll have physical symptoms like headaches or dizziness or chest pain or chronic stomach aches or joint pain. And even sometimes you may have suicidal thoughts. And all of these things can be part of what's known as complex PTSD. And they include emotional flashbacks. And what I mean by that is intense feelings uh, that you originally felt during a trauma, like fear or shame or sadness or despair or hopelessness or just generally feeling disempowered just generally feeling like you don't have a place in the world or that you're invisible or that you've been erased. Just that feeling of, I can't belong. I am not worthy. And so we have these emotional uh, flashbacks. Now, complex PTSD may be based in our, in our childhood. Things may have happened to us. They may not have been you know, we weren't in the hospital from being beaten to death, but, or close to death, but things happened, things were said, things were done, things were not done. There was uh, neglect or abuse or abandonment as a child, or you had the feeling of that. Um, maybe there was ongoing domestic violence in your home. And so as a child, you took in some strong feelings and you were scared and you became fearful when people yell and then all of that happened before you even had language, perhaps. Maybe you witnessed trauma or abuse or violence. Maybe that was something that you regularly saw in your home or that you have had early childhood trauma that has been repeated in relationships since you've been an adult. Things that maybe were different in your home when you were growing up, but now you are in a relationship that has a lot of similarities. And so that hurts you repeatedly and sets you back into that place of feeling that shame or that pain or that disempowerment and feeling kind of like escape or rescue is unlikely or maybe even impossible. Like, how do I get out of here? I can't even think my way out of a paper bag at this point. I am so downtrodden, so put down, worn down, torn down, that I can't even begin to think about how to do anything. That could be a sign that you're suffering from complex PTSD. And even if you've gotten yourself away from the perpetrator of the abuse, whether that was a parent or a partner, sibling, whomever it might have been, you still may be suffering from it and not know it. And the good thing about 
tonight is understanding that if these things ring true to you, whether you have all the symptoms or not, all of the feelings or not, it doesn't matter. It's recognizing that something unpleasant, something that ought not to have happened, happened to you. And because it is CPTSD, it didn't happen just once or some big traumatic event. It happened over a long time, like your childhood or a big chunk of your childhood or a relationship as an adult. And it went over time and it just kept happening and happening. And all these various pieces of it, you get one one day, one another. And eventually you were just in that worn down state. And so if you recognize that as this podcast is going along, really lean in and listen, because I want you to understand in some depth what happened and what you can do about it. And particularly, it happens if you were harmed by somebody you trusted or somebody who was supposed to, supposed to be able to be counted on to take care of you. And that could be a parent, of course, but it could be a partner. It could be somebody who promised to, to do that. You know, all of those things are possible. So let's talk about other things that could cause you to experience complex post-traumatic stress disorder or complex post-traumatic stress sim- syndrome. It'll cause you to change your view of the world. It will give you an inaccurate view of the world, maybe an inaccurate set of beliefs about yourself and other people and how the world works. Because even when you were a baby, without any language, you were taking in what your place was in the world. Now, do they like me? Will they come when I cry? Will they feed me? Do they hate it? Do they yell when I cry? Do they touch me? Do they make eye contact with me? Do they bond with me? Do I feel comfortable when they hold me? Does it feel loving and secure? All these things can start very, very early on. And of course, they can also start later in life. If you find yourself in a relationship that is perhaps with a hijackal, and you're in that relationship for a while. Maybe you had some of it in your childhood, but it wasn't severe. Then you find yourself with a person in the hijackal group, and it starts being severe. It starts being more noticeable. It starts being more pervasive and comes to be an everyday kind of feeling. And that's awful. That's so hard. And I know that it is so hard. I work with clients all the time who talk about this. I too, of course, have experienced it. If you want to talk to me about it, I do a new client opportunity for only $97. Go to beaclient.com and we can talk about it. Beaclient.com. Because I've been through all these things. I had the parents who were difficult, neglectful, abusive in so many ways. And yes, I married an abuser too, and co-parented, divorced and co-parented. And I was a magnet for those people until I figured it all out. Yes, it took a PhD in psychology and a lot of time and hard work, but there was nobody could help. Nobody seemed to understand these things when I started my work. And so I 
dedicated myself to helping people understand what was going on and what they could possibly do. So this inaccurate set of beliefs about who you are and how, who other people are and whether the world is a safe place can be a real sign of complex PTSD. And the emotional distress that you feel, you know, I made a little list of them. You might feel overwhelmed or anxious most of the time, overwhelmed or anxious, helpless, hopeless, lonely, shamed, unjust, be suffering from injustices, depression, and even suicidal thoughts. These can all come together when you have experienced complex PTSD. And back to those inaccurate beliefs, you may also have some inaccurate emotions. Things are, are lined up incorrectly. What things mean get lined up incorrectly and your feelings get off kilter. And you may be some body sensations that are confusing. You don't even know where they came from and nobody can seem to pin them down for you. That's really important to see. And 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 it may be difficulty being in the relationship you're in rather than thinking about past relationships uh, or places that you've been and bringing those places into your current relationship, which you know, if you're endeavoring to have a healthy relationship, can really blow it up. Because when I'm working with couples and we find that some people have dragged all of their emotional baggage, of course, if they haven't looked at it, of course they will, but they've dragged it along. And in the doing of that, they have all the poor experiences that they had with other partners get put onto their present partner. They're expecting to be hurt. They're expecting it to be difficult. They're really watching for that kind of thing. And then the relationship, the one that has the potential to be healthy, is damaged by all that. And then you get, you go around again and you feel, oh, there I am. I'm ruining this relationship and this is a good one. And therefore, I must be right. I am worthless. I don't have anything to offer. Nobody likes me. So these feelings get all caught up in there, all caught up. And when we look at it together, you look at, see what happened. Where did it come from? What sense did you make of the of life when you were young? And how did that play out as you got older and got into personal and interpersonal relationships or had a partnership? Or maybe you had an abusive sibling. What did that person do? And how does that color the way that you feel safe in relationships or don't? Because it will cause you to become hypervigilant. It will get you to that place where you're just super sensitive to in, in just nuances, you know, a little, a little look of facial expression, a posture, a shift in tone of voice. You become hypervigilant. What does that mean? What do they want? Is somebody going to hit me? Is somebody going to hurt me? Am I going to be left? What is going on? So we just get this sensitivity all the time, which has a tremendous amount of tension and stress in it. And it is this long-term stress from these relationships that were dysfunctional that causes you to come to complex PTSD because PTSD is usually one big event, but complex PTSD is being hurt over and over, over a long period of time. 
a running way of being and it gets right deep into yourself and you want to be really, really clear of that. And another thing besides hypervigilance that will cause you to experience complex PTSD is you will, you will start to be uh, avoidant. You will shut down and shut out. Um, you, you won't want to look at your memories. You won't want to look at your feelings. You won't want to dive into your emotions. No, 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 no. That's unsafe territory. I don't want to do that. And if you find yourself feeling like that, maybe you are suffering from complex PTSD because that's very common. You were not allowed to have your feelings probably when you were young. And so you start shutting down. You are not going to respond to it. And that will show up in these syndromes. But as that shows up, it will also put you into poor places with healthy people, right? Yes, you'll probably attract a hijackal, and maybe you have to work that through and deal with all of that. And I'm always here to help you with that. But what happens after? You want to be healed. You want to be healthy. You want to be looking forward to being in a, in a healthy relationship. You know, so many times I read things online, people say, well, You know, I'm almost afraid to date after I left my toxic relationship because everything, I'm so hypersensitive to whether the person is a hijackal or not. Little things they do. And they'll say, you know, is this a red flag? Is that a red flag? How do I know? And so they err on the side of caution and start to withdraw. And if you've had complex PTSD or you suffer from it still, that shutting down of your emotions, that pulling back. I would rather be alone than risk myself, rather be alone than feel unsafe. These are all part and parcel of things that may have you in that situation of experiencing complex PTSD. Another thing that might cause you you to know that you're experiencing it is that you may have harmed yourself at some point. Maybe you engaged in cutting or uh, picking at your skin, or pulling out hair, or having an eating disorder where you're endeavoring to get some control in your life, or um, excessive risk-taking, like you just do truly scary, risky, not-so-smart things, kind of with an underlying death wish sometimes, or you have suicidal thoughts, as I mentioned, or maybe you just drift into addiction or substance abuse of several kinds, including food. And the other thing for sure is going to show up as our interpersonal problems. You're going to have relationship issues. Um, You're not going to be comfortable, as I said. You may want to withdraw. You may want to withhold. You may not feel that you can express yourself. Uh, All those things might happen. And you may blame yourself a lot and criticize yourself a lot. Your inner courtroom becomes really severe because you've had it from the outside so much. You know, my mother was a very verbally abusive and emotionally abusive. And sometimes I will hear her voice, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I'll find myself making up a reason. (laughs) I'm like, I've got, I've got to have an answer for her, right? I find myself making up a reason. And I just laugh at those points because I realize what's going on. But boy, there was a time when she was still ruling my 
my life and she was not in it anymore. And that happens too if you had a hijackal parent, a parent who was abusive or a previous relationship of that kind. You may be hypercritical of yourself and get that inner courtroom out so that nobody is harder on you than you are on yourself. Does that ring true? You always look to yourself to be the problem. Well, a hijackal loves that, don't they? Because they're going to make you the problem anyway. They're going to blame you for everything. And if you've got a head start because you're already groomed to blame yourself, hmm, match made in heaven for the hijackal. But it's going to take you further down. And what, that's one of the reasons that you may attract hijackals. So the good news is when you start to think about whether or not you've experienced any of this in the realm of complex PTSD, and you may, you may not have a diagnosable situation of that, but if you start understanding that you have had some trauma in your life and acknowledge it, give it a name, allow yourself to talk about it, allow yourself to acknowledge it happened and it happened repeatedly, that can be a huge, huge help. So all of these things play into it. And if you think that you have these things, I, I have found that this is a very good book. You might want to look at it. The Complex PTSD Workbook by Dr. Ariel Schwartz. A Mind-Body Approach to Regaining Emotional Control and Becoming Whole. You know, there's lots of good things in there you can read online. But certainly come to recognize that even if you don't have all of them, things have happened to you that have pushed you to the wall and made you small, perhaps, made you feel like you don't count. But another thing that it may have done is change your attachment style because it happened when you were so young that you don't care anymore. You may have a dismissive attachment style. I don't need anybody. I'm fine. I can do it all by myself. No, I don't need any help. Leave me alone. I'm good. You push people away because they may hurt you. So you just de develop this style that you don't need them. I'd rather be alone than have to deal with that. This very dismissive style. And if that rings true, I've had several conversations on the podcast on attachment theory and attachment style. So go and have a listen to those and understand what your attachment style may be. Now, the good thing about attachment style is the research shows that you usually get it in the first 24 months of life, long before you have language. But the good news is that once we understand what's going on with you, you can do so much, just like you can with the complex PTSD, to heal and to fix things and to make it so much better. But we have to expose it in order to make it better. And that may be a little fearful. You know, I don't want people prying into my life. It's not prying. It's support. It's walking together with you. You know, I always feel with my clients that they've allowed me to walk on their journey with them for a while. That's really what it is to me, is let me walk with you for a while as you figure a few things out so you don't have to do it alone. And that's important. Maybe your friends can't walk on that journey with you, nor should they be able to. They're not therapists, right? Uh, they can be supportive, but you don't want to wear your friends out. 
if you have some of these issues, it's best to get professional help. And as I said before, you know, if you want to work with me, it's really easy. New clients can go to beaclient.com. Or if we've worked together before, you know how I work and I welcome you to come back. So we have all of this going on. So what can we do about it? Now that I've given you some ideas of what is it, what does it look like, and where did it come from, let's talk about what can you do about it. Really important. So number one, of course, is, as I said, get professional help because you want to take the journey very straightforwardly. You want you don't want to ping pong around on it. You want to walk through it in a very systematic way and get that help and support as you walk through it. And number two on the list of things you can do is allow yourself to reflect on those traumas, things you maybe have shut out for a long time, or you've discounted, oh, it wasn't really that bad. It, you know, it wasn't, other people had it worse. If you found you saying things like that to yourself, you may be diminishing what happened to you. So really allow yourself to reflect on the traumas that you have experienced. And just like people don't want to say they're with an abuser, sometimes people don't want to say that they had traumas. But please allow yourself to recognize that you may have had traumas because they're impacting your life and they're restricting you from living fully and having expressive, joyful, loving relationships. You deserve to have joyful, loving relationships, not to be excluded from it because of fear. And so, this is a gift you give yourself and you can't give yourself that gift any younger. So think about starting that soon. Don't be dismissive. You know, if you, like I said, if you have a dismissive attachment style or an avoidant attachment style, you will not gravitate towards building healthy relationships. You will be afraid of being hurt. You will be dismissing other people and your own needs. And that's very difficult. And then you will say, well, things aren't that bad or I can handle it. And you know, you're not handling it. You're just pushing it down or pushing it over to the side, or distracting yourself. But it really needs to be handled. You deserve to have it handled. You deserve to walk through it and know that you can come out the other side much happier, healthier, more secure. So important. So what else can you do? You can get into your body and let your body speak to you. Yeah, scary stuff, right? You know, for years, I, I, well, I practiced yoga since I was 19 years old, but for many years, I owned a yoga and, and holistic health retreat center where I had my private practice. And the last posture that you do in a good yoga session is Shavasana, which is the corpse pose. You're going to lie on the floor. You're going to prop up the pieces, maybe little rolled up uh, hand cloths, uh, face cloths under your knees. And, and you're, you're just supporting your body and allowing your body to sink into the floor. 
And many people who have had negative, abusive experiences in their life find it very difficult to do that because they're hypervigilant. They're listening for things. They're wondering things. Am I being productive? Should I get up and go? I feel really uncertain here. What's happening around me? Do people think I'm stupid? Does it look bad? What You know, a million thoughts. So they cannot get the benefit of Shavasana and relax. Totally totally be supported by the floor and let go. And it's similar in the therapeutic process that when people come to me, we can get to that place where it you can safely let go and talk about these things. So you don't have to carry them anymore. You know, I, I saw a thing on Facebook not long ago that it said, beware of something to the effect, beware of the airlines, they're going to start charging for emotional baggage. <laughs> well, we all have emotional baggage, but let's be traveling light. If you've been dragging a lot of things along and it's heavy and it's tiring, exhausting even, you know, get some help to lighten the load. You don't have to carry all this stuff, but get in touch with your body. Let your body speak. It has things to say to you if you will listen. So just lie down comfortably or even sit down and listen. You know, what, what is actually happening? Is there tension in my shoulders? Is there tension in my face? Do I always have a little bit of a headache? Do I have a furrowed brow? What What is going on? Is my jaw tight? Do I... I um, grind my teeth at night. Do I have bruxism? Do I have TMJ? Do I have a situation where I'm always protecting myself so my shoulders come forward? Just let your body speak to you. Can you let your body totally rest? Really important. And then the fourth thing you can do is challenge your thinking patterns. When you have had abusive situations or when you have become hypervigilant from abusive situations or neglect or trauma, you can get very afraid of the gray areas of life. And so you will do something that hijackals also do. They get involved in the all or nothing black or white thinking. This is absolutely the best or it's the worst, but there's no gray area in between. And really important to notice that or... You get into the habit of catastrophizing. Everything is awful. It's terrible. It's the worst. You're always expecting the worst. You're always thinking the worst. You're always diminishing the possibilities of good. So you need to challenge your thinking. Do I have those thought patterns? Is that what's running my life? Because that won't help much if you want to have a happy, healthy, loving, peaceful life. So challenge the catastrophizing, challenge the discounting, because you, you discount the good things in life like, oh, nothing ever good happens to me. There's no point in my buying a ticket. I never win anything. You know, if you find yourself in those kind of thought patterns, you have started to discount the good things in life, the positive things in life. And Ariel Schwartz writes about that in that book, that you may have done that. Or you may become an overgeneralizer, like things 
have always been this way. Things have never been this way. And you you generalize into these big categories of black or white or all or nothing. Not only is it just in your feeling, but you say it. You, you start to speak to yourself that way. You may find you speak to other people that way. And so when you're challenging your thinking patterns, you want to give that up, right? And, and another thing is you might think, that you're a mind reader. You might think that you know what other people are thinking and feeling, and then you think you know what they're thinking and feeling, and as a result of what you think you know, you start making decisions about them and having feelings about them, and nobody had a conversation at all. It's like internal gaslighting. You're gaslighting yourself. (laughs) Now, that's not healthy. That definitely isn't healthy, but it's a way of being hypervigilant. If I get to a place where I I think I know what other people are thinking, because I should, because I, I need to stay safe, you're always kind of looking over your shoulder and walking on eggshells. Yeah, it comes with the territory, but it's not healthy. So you want to challenge that kind of thinking that you actually know what other people are thinking or feeling. I was working with a client the other day who who had that going on. They were actually having a conversation in their head about their partner, and then they were behaving from the result of the conversation they had in their head about their partner. (laughs) And the partner was at a complete loss because what the partner was thinking and feeling had nothing to do with their partner, what the partner thought they were thinking or feeling. So we were off in two totally different territories and we just had to reel that back in. So if you think you know what other people are thinking and feeling and you run that one in your head, you'll probably be wrong much of the time. But even if you're right, it won't, it'll keep you safe on one level, but it won't help you develop a healthy relationship because you, you are already second guessing other people as much as you second guess yourself. And so I call that dancing for two, and I talk about that a lot. So if you have a habit of dancing for two, you really want to challenge that thinking too. And here's a big one. When you have been in an abusive situation or a neglectful situation, somehow this idea of perfectionism gets creeping in there and you take on holding yourself to an unrealistic standard in life. You just think you should be all that in a bag of chips all the time and you're not good enough unless you are that and unless other people feel that. And the truth is, when you've been in these dark places, you don't believe that you can be worthy. You don't believe that you can be at those standards. And it's a way of keeping yourself small and keeping yourself unsafe and keeping yourself in a dark place. So challenge that thinking by all means and stop shooting on yourself. I should have done this. I should have done that. If I had any sense, I should have done it this way. Every time you say the word should in your head or out loud, pause and say, cancel that. I want to change it to could. I could have done it. It was an option. But maybe I didn't know enough at the time to do it differently. Maybe I didn't have enough life experience. So it was a could. It's not a should. Don't beat yourself up with the shoulds. It's really important. And then another thing that you can do is to learn to set 
boundaries. I know I talk about that all the time, and you hear that often. But start to set small, non-negotiable boundaries. Just start small, baby steps, nanoseconds, and then expand until you can set boundaries comfortably that will allow you to feel safe in the world by you deciding how to feel safe in the world and you setting that up. And that will set you free from some of the effects of anything that you may have that is close to resembling complex PTSD. So if any of these things I've talked about in this episode are hitting home for you, you don't worry about a diagnosis. That doesn't matter. What matters is that you begin to realize, wow, a lot of stuff happened to me. And here's how I coped. And I'm still coping like that in some ways. These things are still happening to me and they're not helping me. They're causing long-term stress. The CPTSD was caused by long-term stress and you're perpetuating the long-term stress. And when you realize that and you say, ah, I can do something about it. I've given you five ways to do something about it. But remember the first one was get help. And that will always be important to do that will always be important to get help, whether that's working with me, working with another person in my field, uh, reading a good book, watching videos. I have hundreds of videos for you to watch on youtube.com slash for relationship help. I have, well, over 200 podcasts in the Save Your Sanity series and over 200 podcasts in the Emotional Savvy series. They're both on my website and you won't know where to find that at 4, F-O-R, Relationship Help, H-E-L-P. And if you want my help, of course, we can work together at beaclient.com, but you can also come over and become a member of my Emerging Empowered Community. Over there, safely off Facebook, on my website, we have discussion forums that operate like Facebook. We have opportunities twice a month where you can join a group, ask me anything call. That's a members members opportunity. We have videos, we have eBooks, we have things we give to our members every 20, 25 days. We give them something new. There's always something for you to support you. And I'm in and out of the discussion groups. I'm also making new videos that are just for the members. So if you're interested in coming over to become a member of the um, Emerging Empowered Community, you can go to joinintoday.com. Don't worry about the HTTP stuff. Just put it in your browser, joinintoday.com, and it will take you there. And you can become a member, and it's available to you immediately when you become a member. So all kinds of things for you. I hope this has been helpful for you to understand where maybe some of the pieces of your puzzle came from and that we've shed some light on them that you can recognize that that's not serving me well. Yes, if you're in a toxic relationship now, an abusive relationship, there are steps to be taken. But also know that you can heal, and I'm here to help you. And until we meet again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, 
some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Talk soon.